Hey everybody, Chase Nobles here, one of the founders over at Kush.com. Today we have Tony Sterling of Silver Creek Farms. Really excited to have you, Tony. Tony, how about you tell us a little bit about what you all do? Yeah, so we're uh, Silver Creek Farms out of Northern Illinois. Um, we've been growing for about a year and a half now. Um, just basically since hemp was legalized in the state of Illinois, we pretty much jumped right onto it. So um, we've got a 11,000 square foot greenhouse facility that we're doing most, mostly just boutique type uh, flower. Um, really trying to tap into the smokable flower market. Um, currently, we've got a couple different lines that we're working on. Um, we're, we've got another harvest coming up here next week that we're hoping to have about another 140 pounds that we're gonna produce here. Um, and then from there on, we're gonna start switching over to hydroponic growth. So everything we've been doing up until this point has just been a straight soil grow in buckets in, in our greenhouse um, using light depth um, system. And then, like I said here, starting first of the year, we're going to start switching over to hydro grow. So we get a better quality, better control over what we're doing. So awesome. doing a lot of different changes and we're looking forward to what the next year brings for us. Uh, it sounds like you're all indoor greenhouse. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. And with where you live, you guys are based out of Illinois, correct? Correct. Awesome. Based, based on where you all are at, is indoor better or would it make sense to do a little bit of outdoor or is the greenhouse kind of the perfect, perfect for what you all are doing? Um, our areas can pretty conducive for either one. Um, we actually started as a aquaponics lettuce facility at first. That's why we started with the greenhouses. That's why we had the, the setup for the greenhouses. Um, and then when everything, when hemp came legalized, we decided to expand out our operation, put in the light up greenhouse and then kind of go from there. But there's there's farmers around us that are growing outdoor. We could do outdoor, but we're literally on a one acre lot and that one acre is full of greenhouses. So we've got no, no capabilities. What's, yeah, how many how many square foot do you have covering the, the, the one acre lot there? So the we've got 11,000 square foot of greenhouse space. Um, wow. 5,500 square foot of that is lighted up and the rest of it is um, another hoop house that we're growing our vegetative. So we do a vegetative grow in one house and a, the flower finish off in the, in the light tub. No kidding. And so with being an, an indoor greenhouse, have you noticed a pretty, pretty good quality coming out of there compared to some of the outdoor flower you see on the market? Absolutely. Yeah. And by going hydroponic, we're hoping to see even better quality. Um, our soil grow has been doing okay. Um, I think a lot better than what you're seeing out in the outdoor grow, but um, with our hydroponic grow, we, we expect to have very high quality top end flower for, like I said, we're going to have about a hundred pounds every couple of weeks is what our goal is here moving forward. So we're, we're a small facility, but we're hoping to crank out some, some serious good quality stuff. A hundred, a hundred plus pounds every two weeks. Yep. Wow. That, so, how much does that add up to a year? That's uh, it's 200 pounds a month, right? So, yeah. Yeah, a lot. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a, there's a lot of moving parts to it and um, a good team behind me to, to make it happen. But that's our 11, goal. 11,000 square feet, you know, when, when I think of your grow, the most similar your grow probably has to be is to the more recreational grows, you know, in Illinois, in Washington, yep. in California, because you're, you're growing just for the tops of the flowers and you're growing, you know, do you have supplemental lighting in your greenhouses or is it all oh, yeah. natural? Yeah. Oh yeah. No supplementals for sure. And then what's the nutrients regimen that you're using? How, how do you manage the nutrients in a, in a facility like that? 
So right now we are just using a, a pure uh, pure blend pro fertilizers for both for, for both the vegetative and the flower. Um, and right now we're doing it all hand manually, hand mixing everything. But that's why we're wanting to switch to that hydroponic grow so we can do a more of a bulk a bulk mix and and uh, monitor it a lot closer that way. But for right now it's it's a lot of hand manual labor and we're. We're starting off the rough way. We're working our way to being top end. So no, that's hopefully great. get there in the next six months. Yeah. Well, and that's what's nice about this industry is everybody's a startup, right? Yep. And sure. even though you, you were growing lettuce before transitioning, it's, it's like an entire pivot for the company, right? Yep, and for sure. What, what was kind of the challenges that you dealt with transitioning from lettuce to hemp? Because I'm sure there's other farmers out there looking at the hemp industry uh, that are interested in it, but probably scared of going through that transition and learning what they need to learn. Yeah, I think our biggest transition was just, well, it was everything. Our biggest challenge was everything. You know, cannabis is a completely different crop than lettuce or corn or soybeans. You know, my, I grew up on a corn and soybean farm, so I had that traditional corn and soybean farming aspect of everything in my life. And Cannabis completely acts completely different than those crops. So um, it's been a challenge all the way through. I've got a good support system behind me that have done some rec grows in the past that have helped um, with some of that mindset of things. But yeah, the plant is has been a challenge for me to fit, get my head wrapped around and make sure that we're doing it properly. But um, like I said, my team behind me is a great team and we, we're making some good some good progress. So. so, so you were able to bring in a couple of professionals that have done this before. Yep. 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 Good. Otherwise good. we wouldn't have done it. We would have, we would have been in a world of hurt if we would have just tried doing it all on our own. So yeah, I brought in a couple of professionals that have done this before that helped us, helped us out. Right on. And what, what kind of strains are you growing? Um, right now we've got uh, grape soda and scarlet for CBG or CBD, sorry. And we're running a CBG genius line as well. So, um, couple CBD lines and one CBG line. Um, but moving forward, we're going to try out a couple different lines as well. Right on. That's great. I, I've got a question. Whenever you're growing and you're harvesting every two weeks, your, your veg cycles have to be perfect to be able to keep that schedule. Right. right. Um, how tall are you letting these veg plants get before you put them into the flower rooms? I, I assume there's, you know, there's a veg section and then there's all your flower rooms. You don't have it shared right. too much. Right. Right. So, the two week section hasn't started yet. That's our, that's our goal for like 2021 going forward. Um, up until this point, we've been letting them get about foot and a half, two feet tall in veg and then throwing them into the flower room. Um, seems to be working out for us. Okay. Uh, we're hoping that that's continue on with the, the hydroponic grow, but like I said, that's, that's a new transition for us. So we're hoping to make that all happen. My new partner has assured me that everything's going to be great. So we're going to roll with it and see what happens. Now I've, I've seen this go extremely well in farms before, and I've seen it go horribly wrong, right? Where something gets, you know, there's some kind of issue, right? And you can't move your flower. You can't move your, your plants to the flower room fast enough. Right. Next thing you know, you've got 15 foot tall plants, 10 foot tall right. plants, right? right? And so it can go, like I said, it can go really well, or you can be in a jungle really quickly. So it's just one of those things that you have to dial. So Right. And that's why we're trying to do a quadrants in our, in our flower room so that we're not, you know, moving everything in and moving everything out at the exact same time. So that gives us a little bit of that wilderness you're talking about there to hopefully, if we have to, we can adjust down the road a couple of weeks if we have to, to, to make everything work out. But 
that way, you know, that all in all out type situation really kind of hinders on what you're talking about there of having some issues there. And by staggering everything around in, in quadrant settings, we're hoping that we can kind of offset some of that issues that were that potentially could happen there. Yeah. God forbid you get pass or anything like that. It's just, it's, <laughs> yep. it's a lot to juggle whenever you're, for you're sure. going for a production cycle like that, but it can be really rewarding because every two Absolutely. weeks you have another hundred pounds, you get, you know, you get 10, 20 buyers all picking up a fair amount. You can be consistently supplying them with, yep. you know, the same strains, the same crops. Are, are you all cutting your uh, clones off of your, your veg plants right before you put them in the flower? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So our goal here, that's what we've been doing currently, but our goal is to ha just find a couple of really good mothers and just kind of clone the crap out of them and, and roll from there. So, um, like I said, like you said, you know, it's all learning experience. It's all new for everybody, but we're, we're really starting to dial things in and we really anticipate having some high quality, consistent, fresh stuff all the time year round here in the very near future. Oh, that's great. The, uh, CBG strains have been interesting for me, you know, going out yeah. and seeing farms and you see, you know, a, a row of CBD strain plants, a CBD dominant plants, and then you see a row of CBG dominant plants and the CBG plants aren't sticky. Have you noticed right. that in the indoor crop? I or have. Is it no, the trichomes definitely are not as, as prevalent as the, what they are in the CBD plants. So yeah, they're not, they're not as sticky and you don't see near the crystals on, on the leaves as you do on the CBD plants. So, but it smokes well and it tastes good and it's absolutely. an entirely different cannabinoid that, you know, is hitting the market that just not very many people have even had the opportunity to try last right. year. CBG prices were pretty wild and I think they're starting to settle down a little bit, but have you noticed anything there on the prices between your CBD flower and your CBG flower? We're we're getting a little bit better premium for our CBG just because it's like you said it's kind of a novelty right now. Um, whether that continues on or not, we don't know. Um, we're going to probably still play with a CBG line, but probably mostly focus on the CBD lines just because those are a little bit more dialed in um, on the genetic side of things. But um, as everything continues on, whether it's CBG or CBN or whatever going forward, we might play around with it. But for right now, we're just focused on some good high quality stuff that everybody knows what's going on and everybody can appreciate it. So what are you doing with all this flour, Tony? You've got, say you take down a hundred pounds, right? And are you trimming it and bagging it? Are you putting it in jars? Are you rolling into pre-rolls? What are you doing with everything? A little bit of everything right now. Um, our goal is really to just try and trim it and bag it and sell it as bulk. Um, but right now just getting our name out there, we're, we're doing a little bit of everything. We're putting it in jars, we're rolling it up and, pre-rolls we're doing a little bit of everything just to try to get our name out there and get some product to everybody so you're actually packaging this and selling it as a finished product in addition to selling bulk quantities to other brands yeah yep yep and what do you have your packaging nearby or anything like that that we can take a look at i don't sorry oh, I that's okay. think about <laughs> <laughs> no it, uh we'll have to get out there and smoke a joint with you at some point that's good yeah What's, what markets are you selling into right now? Are you staying local or are you trying to expand nationally? What's, what's kind of the goal with the business plan? Well, right now we're, we're pretty much all local. Um, we're really trying to, um, we're pretty close to Chicagoland. So we're trying to get into that Chicagoland market. Um, if we can expand out nationally, that'd be great. You know, with having this amount of products, you know, it's probably going to have to go a little bit farther than just straight up local, local. But um, right now we're really just trying to get into that Chicagoland market and then we'll see if we can expand out beyond that. Have uh, 
Have you experimented much with the uh, different brands? Are you going all Silver Creek Farms? How how do you think about that when it comes to you know expanding in the market? Uh, I haven't really gave much thought of it. Right now we're going straight up Silver Creek Farms, but you know, I'm we're always open to different ideas and and new ideas. So uh, you know, if somebody talked me into some other avenue, then we might be open to it, but. For right now, we're just strictly going Silver Creek Farms and rolling with that. Awesome. No, I will, it'll be exciting for people to hear this and be able to go see all your, all your products on kush.com and sure. uh, be able to contact you right there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the grow and the transition to hydroponic. Are you, what does that look like for you all? And is there going to be downtime? How, how do you manage that as an owner of, of a business? So our game plan right now is... Um, well, we got three quarters of our house right now that's coming down next week. So we're, like I said, we're in that transition phase of all in, all out to start our indoor quadrant. So there is going to be a little bit of downtime um, to just get our hydro system built and get everything cleaned up and all that kind of stuff. But uh, like I said, our, our game plan this week is to, or next week, is to take that three quarters of the house down, get everything cleaned up and get all the soil buckets out and then start building a quadrant of our, our hydro grow so we can start that system. And then while that one's growing, then we'll start building the other two quadrants as we go. But, um, you know, like everybody else, it's a cash flow type situation where we're trying to just make sure that we got enough cash flow to keep the lights on so that we're not overdoing ourselves. But, um, no, and do a little bit at a time, right? You know, exactly. The hydroponics could be great, right? Or you could get that first quadrant in there and be like, I don't know if we want to do this throughout right. the whole house, right? Because exactly. everything has its own challenges, its own, yep. you know, issues to overcome. So I think that's probably a pretty smart way to do it. Yeah. Why it's, did you decide to make that switch? You know, is soil, it, was it an expense or was it just the, the nutrients? What, what, what pushed you in that direction? Well, that's kind of been our goal all along. So when we were doing lettuce operation, it was all aquaponics. So that's a combination of hydroponics and using fish. And we didn't, that was way too complicated. We can't manipulate any of the, the nutrients by doing, using the fish because it kills the fish. So we wanted to get away from that, but we wanted to go more towards the hydroponic grow from day one. Problem is hydroponic grows are expensive, as I'm sure you're well aware. So um, we were able to get our hands on some good high quality soil products initially and some really cheap buckets so we just said all right to get our fleet in the door get everything figured out let's start with soil buckets and go from there and besides that you can screw up a lot of stuff in soil and it's not going to hurt you as much we wanted to get our feet wet and figured out what exactly what we're doing first with the soil so that we can transition to that hydroponics we knew exactly what we were doing and how we wanted to go no, that makes sense. Take the learnings from soil, apply it to hydroponics. Yep, so that you're not yep, for sure. taking too much risk all at once. Exactly. Yep. Uh, when it comes to the way that you are uh, marketing your product, where, ha where have you all settled on price? How do you look at price, you know, when it comes to the bulk, when it comes to finished goods, where do you set yourself in the market? Because having a high quality, you know, greenhouse grown, indoor grown flower product is less common than you'd think in the market right now. Right. And that's really where our, our price points have been really hard to set because, you know, as you see across the industry right now is that, you know, there's stuff that looks like it's pretty decently high quality, but it's selling for 125 bucks a pound. And, you know, you can't make, you can't make it work on when you're growing a boutique type where you're only getting a hundred pounds, you know, every couple of weeks or whatever. Um, so 
our marketing and price point have been really just a struggle. Um, but yeah, I agree. The, the indoor greenhouse grown light depth is not something that a lot of people are doing because anybody that's got that set up in a lot of cases are growing for rack or for medical. So um, we feel like we're in a unique situation. So we're trying to market ourselves a little bit higher than that. But like I said, I don't have anything that we have necessarily a set price point on exactly this is where we have to be and where we have been in the past. We're kind of, we're a little bit flexible on things just to try and get our name out there. We're hoping that once we get our name out there and established and a set brand that we can just have a consistent um, price point and just everybody will be, have no problem saying, yeah, I'll pay that. No problem. You know, cause I know you're, I know you, I know your product and it's great and we want more. So that's kind of where even, our, and even our, better. They know it sells, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When it comes to regulations out there in Illinois, I've been out there and I've visited a, you know, a couple people in Illinois uh, starting up, right? What have the regulation hurdles been like in Illinois? Have they been pretty friendly as a state? For the most part, yeah. Um, with Illinois going legal direct as of January 1, um, you know, that was good for the state as a whole there. Um, Illinois seems to be pretty lenient on a lot of this stuff. When we're a Delta 9 state. They had the Delta 9 regs in place before the USDA came out with their regs here recently. So sounds like we're going to stay a Delta 9 state forever going forward, which is really awesome. You know, not having to deal with the total THC really helps give us a little bit better CBD quality, CBD percentage, um, not having to worry about going hot on things. So um, for the most part, I'd say the regulations have been pretty, pretty favorable towards the farmer. No, I imagine that'd be super helpful, right? Yeah. You look at states like Utah, for example, and it's all total THC and mm -hmm. it's pretty strict if you, if you pass that mark, right? right Being right. able to grow specifically smokable flour and focus on the Delta nine versus total probably is super helpful within the market. It, it now shipping nationally can probably be a challenge and you have to look at each state and all their regulations, but you know, being able to produce that way is probably super helpful. When it comes to recreational cannabis in Illinois, have you noticed that having an impact? Because that market is still growing and kind of getting launched, right? Have you noticed an impact in hemp or can you even, can you sell into the recreational market in Illinois with your hemp products? Uh, yeah, we can. We haven't done successfully very well, but supposedly we can. So I haven't, like I said, we've kind of tried, we've kind of talked, but nobody's bought into it quite yet. Um, but yeah, I think there's, me personally, I wish that we would have gotten a year or two of hemp legalization before recreational got legalized so we had some some separation within the community as well as, you know, statewide just to get some people to say, hey, yeah, I'm gonna try some of that CBD product instead of going, well, Rec's legal, why not just go with Rec? So um, it's been a little bit of a challenge. There's, there's potential there. Um, we just haven't been able to tap into it quite yet. But again, I'm hoping that high quality product and a little bit of a understanding of what, we, what we're doing versus what the Rec girl is doing um hopefully we can get a little bit of separation and hopefully that helps out our market have you considered growing recreational cannabis for the rec market we've considered it um problem is is the whole federal federal legalization and the, the bankroll um you know we still are some bank funded operation so we have to have that bank funding so without it being federally legal it's not an option now with the new president-elect talking about potentially decriminalization of marijuana, you know, that might change our, our opportunities going forward. Whether we jump onto it or not, we don't know. We're, we're just going to focus on the 
what we can for right now, which is the illegal industrial hemp and, and go from there. No, that seems smart, especially if you could sell into a recreational market, because you can always go back. And what I've seen in recreational markets is regulations always start to relax more than they usually get stricter. So the fact that you can sell into the rec market already in Illinois is pretty inspiring for me. I, it makes me think, you know, is there an opportunity to sell your CBD and CBG flour, you know, into a recreational producer processor? where they can make one-to-one -one products, right? Or one-to-one pre-rolls, things like that. I think that could be really interesting. So hopeful for you there to be able to break into that market. Um, it seems like the Illinois market, you had to be really well-financed to get into the recreational market in the first place too, because there's some like mega grows, right? There's there's some really big producer processors out there. Yeah, there's there's actually a very major grow that's like 20 miles away from us. So yeah, there's, there's definitely some competition, but I think they're more playing around with the national market than they are the local market. So it doesn't really take away from us, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some, some bigger grows in the state that came about right away. So it's, well, it's kind of the ag central of the world, right? You know, exactly. Well, yeah. Illinois brings the, 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 the commodities markets and the capital of Chicago right along with, you know, being right there in corn country, right? For sure. For sure. So, um, and have you completely stepped away from other, pro other agricultural products? You know, you just mentioned soybean and corn. Is that something that you all still do? And, and it's, it's another, you know, kind of sub, you know, separate business or is it all hemp for you right now? For me, it's all hemp. Um, my dad and my brother do the corn and soybean operation, but that's, that's a couple hundred miles away from where I'm currently at. Um, my wife's got an off-farm job in the ag sector, but um, me, myself, my operation, we're 100% hemp right now. What did your family think when you told them you were going full hemp, being from, they, you know, traditional ag? Yeah, they, they said go for it. They're like, there's, there's always opportunities out there, and it's a new market. You might as well jump onto it. So, you know, like I said, I'm far enough away from the home farm that I couldn't, I didn't have the opportunity to be home with them anyway. So, They've, all, they've always been very supportive of whatever my crazy ideas are. And this was just the newest, <laughs> the newest chapter of my crazy ideas. <laughs> well, they probably looked at you a little sideways when you said you were going to grow lettuce indoors, right? Yeah. Well, they did a little bit, but they really looked at me sideways and were like, you're going from lettuce to hemp? And you can <laughs> smoke that? What? So, you know, that was the... That was the nice, fun conversation of explaining how all this works. So, you know, it's, have, it, have they been out to see the farm yet? Oh yeah. Have you smoked a joint with, uh, with your pops? No, <laughs> can't say. <yeah. laughs> There's certain boundaries there that you can't cross, you know? <laughs> hey, maybe one day, maybe one yeah, day. Maybe. You, you, you can dream. <laughs> yep. Well, Tony, it's really good to get to know you and uh, really good to, to hear a little bit more about your products. Everybody can find you in your storefront on kush.com. How else can they contact you? A website, anything like that? Yeah, we got a website. It's silvercreekfarmsllc.com. And on there's got all my contact information. So feel free to reach out to me, call, text, email, whatever you want. All right. Tony Sterling, thank you so much for your time today. Really excited to uh, see how you all do over the next coming years. You got a lot of transitions you're going to go through with the hydroponics, harvesting every two weeks, 200, you know, 100 pounds every two weeks, 200 pounds a month, 2,400 pounds a year. That's a lot of flour, right? And a lot of really high quality indoor greenhouse flour. So excited sure. to see where you guys go and uh, we'll be watching. If there's anything we can do, give us a shout. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, Tony, have a good one. We'll talk soon. You too. Thanks.